this is the most festive podcast in the galaxy. The Elise Yeezy Show. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Elise Yeezy Show. I'm your host, Elise Yeezy, and today I'm joined by Dylan from TikTok. How you doing? I'm all right, how are you? I'm all good, I'm all good. People who watch the video version are going to notice that I'm in kind of like a weird room with boxes everywhere. I'm in the middle of moving. It's a whole drama at the moment. I'll talk about it some other time. Right. So when did you start TikTok, first of all? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably like 2018. But like, it didn't start doing anything until probably 2021. I used to start just like making first drops and that. So... <laughs> Did you actually? What were they like? What do you mean? (laughs) I put an old man filter on and then (laughs) I think it were Back in Black that played and then like I did a little transition. It was me just being sexy in a leather jacket. That's so funny. It's like 2018 because I only started like going on TikTok I think a year or so ago and it started popping off for you in like 2021 you said. Yeah I might have made these dates up to be honest but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you amassed a really big following. You're at what, like almost 900k on TikTok. That's really impressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but like, um, I don't know. I think I just started posting what I wanted, like comedy wise, um, and then noticed what people liked and stuff. So I just carried it on, and it seemed that they liked me shouting at them. So I thought I'd carry on doing that. I'm definitely going to pick your brain about this type of thing because like I've tried to do a little bit of TikTok but like personally I can't stay motivated enough to do it because like I like to wear a lot of put on a bunch of makeup when I'm filming anything and most of the time I'm like greasy hair and stuff so like when I want to do a TikTok I never look like the part how do you stay motivated to do because you do TikTok quite a lot I just think of an idea I'll be scrolling through TikTok and then if I see a video and I think oh, I'm gonna pick on you then I'll just record no matter what I look like because your for you page, what's your what's your for you page like when you're scrolling through TikTok? What comes up? Bit of everything, really. A lot of my videos now, um, people tag me, and so luckily I don't. My for you page sorted it's sent out a bit. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Often it's like um, edits are like our flag means death because <laughs> that's all I've been watching. Have you seen that um, bloke? What's his name? Is it Daniel something? He's I think he's Australian and his all of his TikTok is just like him reacting to cringe with just a face at the end. You know that bloke and he's a bit like he doesn't he doesn't say anything. I've never heard him speak a word on his TikTok, but he's got like millions yeah. of followers that's just reacting to cringe. Yeah, it's baffling, isn't it? But um I think it's just because he's built that much following. Like I can make a video now where I just look at the camera, I don't say anything and it gets it gets likes and stuff and I think, well, it's sorted. The kind of I guess atmosphere of TikTok is baffling because like my for you is either people doing makeup like like this weird what's it called it's like this honey pot thing for your eyebrows I'm just getting loads of that recently where like people like they they like spike their eyebrows up with this this like wax and it stays in place that's all I'm getting at the moment or um, it's cringe content well it's what you like isn't it <laughs> it's so strange to me in that way though because I I like it right do you think TikTok is like more of a negative or positive place though uh, it, it depends what what you look at really don't it you can get negative and positive from anything can't you but um I don't know it, it changes to be honest like a lot of the time I can get like hate comments and it'll just be hate comments for like a month 
and then next minute it all flips and I just get positive comments. I think they just I think it's TikTok picking on me to be honest. <laughs> but, what's that what's that like then when you're just getting like hate comments solid for a month because I can't really relate to that because like obviously I do YouTube and I've I guess I've been watching YouTube for over a decade and I have noticed that YouTube has become people might disagree with me but I personally think YouTube has become a bit of a nicer more positive place like generally comments aren't really like aren't really nasty or bullying anymore it was different a decade ago but it's changed yeah. and when I go on TikTok sometimes like there are some people's comment sections and I look through them and it's just constant hate and it reminds me a bit of um this website like I'm a decade older than you so like but this website called 4chan right there was this yeah. b-board on 4chan where people would just be like vile all the time and that's kind of like what TikTok reminds me of sometimes yeah it, it can be vile like I hate TikTok as an app which is like silly and it seems I'm on it all the time but um yeah but I'm slowly gonna start going towards YouTube I think um because TikTok like I said it just it does me nothing <laughs> no I understand completely what you mean so like how do you deal with like still putting up TikToks when you are getting hate for like a month solid or whatever uh well if I've got content to make then I'll just power through it like a lot it, it hurt a lot more when it first started but then after a bit all the, they were just all saying the same stuff and I just thought well be a bit creative you know and I can't I can't really I'd be a bit of a hypocrite if I like took it straight to art because I'm a knob online anyway aren't I so that's kind of how I feel because like my main channel content it does feel like I'm just being a knob all of the time so if I was to get like knobbish behavior back I can't really take it to heart because that's like the person that I've put online and stuff um but you're are you 19? How old are you? 19, yeah. Yeah, you're 19. See, like, when I was 19, I just, I don't think I could have dealt with getting hate or what, like, now I'm older, so it's like, whatever, it don't matter, you don't meet these people, it, like, kind of doesn't really exist, like, just turn your computer off. But if I was 19, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Do you think it's given you a thicker skin then, at, like, a, you know, young age? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, growing, like, being in school gave me thicker skin, to be honest, but... <laughs> what was uh, that like then what, what was school like oh that was tragic but i put it on my son like <laughs> i was one of them like anime kids and like i'd be such, <laughs> i'd be shouting queen songs all the time like you know what i deserve to get bullied you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't do it more to be honest did you go from uh did you go to college uh for a bit and then i left but I, I don't think they realised that I left. I think they thought I was someone else because they still sent me a merit fruit post. So I'm like, oh, right then. <laughs> That's classic. So, like, why is, is TikTok the main thing you do? Yeah. Um, I've got a cameo on, like, <laughs> I do that now and again. Pay, get people to pay me to say happy birthday. It's great. Do you get, do you get a lot of offers through cameo? Uh, I get odd ones now and again. Uh, when I first put it up, I did. Um, mm. And then I took it down because I was like, I don't actually, I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, but people are still finding it. So I do them when they find it because I feel like they put the effort in. So <laughs> I feel like that's how I'd be if I had a cameo. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be asked to do it. I'm just like, I had a Patreon and I had to delete it because I wasn't putting anything on there. It's just like, I'm full of broken promises. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I do all the time. I, I've said I don't know how many times I'll start like a baking video or like, I'll do reading lives. Um, but that live reading, that went out of window because I started doing them and realised I can't read. So I just thought, <laughs> that off. It's hard though, isn't it? Like when you want to try to do 
different forms of content and then maybe you just like can't keep up because like life gets in the way you know because I'm always like I'm going to do this I'm going to do that but my main channel takes up way too much of my time for me to like I'm trying to redo my A-levels at the moment and it's yeah. fucking impossible it's impossible to be doing redoing my A-levels trying to move and also like try to keep my main channel afloat yeah well you got like take time for your sin aren't you like I know that it's hard and stuff but you just got to I'm trying to give you advice. I'm shit at advice, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Don't worry. You're not my therapist. I should give my therapist a call. How has TikTok... Um, has it changed your life? Have you noticed in any way? Because, you know, almost 900k followers, that's quite... That's very substantial. Do you ever, like, meet followers in public or anything? Yeah, though, I know I see. I know when people recognise me because they'll look at me, but because of the content I make, I don't know if they're going to, like, look at me and want to batter me or if they just want to talk to me. So I kind of like just ignore them and wait for them to come up to me. Um, there was there were one time like in bus station, and I went into the shop and this group of lads, like teenage lads, went round and like shouted in my face, "Like that's that's Dylan!" And I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get battered." But then and then they, and then I like walked out because like I didn't ignore like I tried to pretend I didn't see them. And then they got on the same bus as me and they were like, "Oh, I love I love your TikToks," and I was like, "Oh, cheers." <laughs> Well, that's quite in your face, isn't it? Being like, that's Dylan. There's Dylan. Like, there you are. I wouldn't like that either. I'd square up immediately. Yeah, I'm I'm an awkward person anyway. So even when they do come up to me and they're nice, it's just, it's really awkward. See, I don't mind it if people come up, but I'd rather like people just actually come up. Because I've been in situations where it's like, like someone's kind of clocked me and it's like, I know that you're like you've recognized me yeah. and i saw once i was like i think i was on a train and i could see like someone was kind of like nudging their friend and then they were showing their friends so i got their phone and i saw that it was one of my videos and i was just <laughs> like just say hello or just don't do that because it is kind of weird like i'll talk to i'll talk too much i'll talk to anyone but just don't be like odd about it some last saw me on bus it's all on bus to be fair it's <laughs> always when i'm coming back from gym not when i'm going to the gym it's when i'm coming back and i stink right <laughs> They always recognise me and then they're like, she was looking at me and she got her phone up and she went, is that you? And I, I just panicked and I said, no. And she went, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> that Oh, my God, that reminds me of like, oh, uh, no, this, right, I'm going to air myself out. This is really fucking embarrassing. One time I was on the Tube in London and there was I'm not going to say who but there was a famous comedian on the Tube and like but he had his hat on and stuff and I recognised him. I was about to be fair about 21 right and I recognised him and I was like oh it's that comedian but I couldn't remember his name so I was like hello what's your name and he was <laughs> like oh my name's XYZ and I was like yeah 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 like I've seen you on telly and then I don't know. It was just like a really embarrassing and like awkward. It was just, I was just being like really weird. I was being like, oh, do you want to go for a drink? And I didn't mean in like a, hey, do you want to go for a drink? I meant in like a huh, networking kind of comedian, you know, like social climbing kind of way. And he was like, no, I'm actually off to work. I'm off doing a gig. And I was like, oh, okay, then fair enough. And then I bumped into him a year later and he recognized me, but he didn't know where from. And then we chatted like on Twitter and stuff. And I lied to him and said we met on a night out because I was too like mortified to say we met on the tube and I was being a proper wanker. Like, I, sh I shouldn't even put this out here, like, just in case, because I've tried to get him to come on the podcast before, so I shouldn't even, like, be saying this publicly, but it's just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk more in about TikTok. I want to go more into it, right, because there's, like, a mentality behind it, because we were just talking about hate comments and stuff, and there is 
an account in particular who does what I eat in a day content, you know, just she just shares what she buys, what she eats, that, that kind of thing. Every single comment section on all of her videos, because they come up regularly on my For You, are all negative. Like, yeah. to the point where it's, huh? I think I know who you're on about. Becky Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and like, it baffles, because it's just bullying, right? And it yeah. baffles me, but my kind of standpoint is like, if that were me getting that, for anything I did, like she cannot do anything. If she put up a video being like, oh, like let's try this new like lipstick or whatever, she would just get hate. I don't understand yeah. how people can power through that and still continue to put stuff up because like you say you get hate, you get a lot of love too because like your videos are really funny um, and your comment sections when I've seen them are like generally positive. I don't understand how like people can power through just like so many mountains of like so much hate. Yeah, I think it depends on what they pick on. Though you have to think like, I will, I will listen it <laughs> to get me through it. I will listen to like self help podcasts while I went on my little walks. Um, really? Yeah, and like one guy, he was like, the only reason that these hate comments can like, hurt you is if you actually believe what they're saying. And mm. then I thought about it, and I was like, oh yeah. So then I started like just working on myself a bit through the hate comments, and actually in a way they like helped me, mm. to, like. In, be more confident in myself because I thought, well, am I actually bothered or am I just annoyed that they felt the need to say it? Hmm. It is a lot of the time, actually. It's like, it's less of what they've said and more just like, why have you sat down and said that? Do you find, like, do you respond to a lot of the hate comments or do you, do you ignore them? Oh, I, re I respond all the time. I'm, I'm a bit of like, a bastard for it. Um, I like to think, like, like anyone else asked me for... Um, like oh, I forgot word, but they'll message me and they're like, "Oh, can you help me with this?" Like people, how do you deal with hate comments? And I was like, "Oh, just ignore them." But I'm a hypocrite because I don't ignore them. <laughs> but I found that if I reply more, it gets me more interaction. So that's my. <laughs> no, I've noticed that on TikTok, like because I see a lot of that. People get a hate comment and then they'll make a whole video, and then that video will get like a lot of reaction and traction from it. Um. I used to, like, years ago, when I first started doing YouTube, like, five years ago, I used to respond to, like, just hate comments or comments in general, and I was a proper little knobhead. And I feel like maybe it's different with YouTube, because, like you say, on TikTok, you can get traction, um, especially if, like, the clapback or the reaction is quite good. On YouTube, I feel like if you respond to hate comments by being a bit shitty back, people expect you to be the bigger person. Yeah. Because I used to, this is such like a rogue example to use, but only in this context. I used to think like similar about Jeffree Star because Jeffree Star on his Twitter will clap back at anyone. And I used to be like, you have to be the bigger person, blah, blah, blah. And Jeffree Star's done a lot of fucked up stuff. But I do understand like that, like want to react when you see someone just saying something that's like, like so picky. Yeah. And if they get you on bad day, that's it, isn't it? Like... Yeah. Because... For me, my videos are like really long on my main channel. I don't know if you've seen, but I've done like some really like they're, they're all like two hours long. They're ridiculous, you know. So if I get a comment where they've picked on like a single sentence where maybe I've just not worded something or communicated what I'm trying to say properly, that yeah. I want to react to that and just be like, really? So one thing out of like two hours, like you you had to, you know? It's, it's mad. People are just bored, aren't they? They're just... <laughs> <laughs> right. When I did a bit of research... 
for this episode. I have to ask, is this, tr- I don't know if this is true. Are you a trained sex therapist? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought it was just to put sex therapist in my Instagram. So, <laughs> but I, about people that I've had messaged me and they're like, asking me like for advice and I'm like I'm not actually a sex therapist I'm sorry <laughs> oh no that's jokes that's so funny it was like on an actual website and I was like no way no nah, this on can't be true time. I think it was um I think it was is it was it famous birthdays or something where they give like a little bio and stuff and they're like Dylan is a sex change effect sex therapist <laughs> I was like I don't think they are <laughs> living my Jean Milbert life <laughs> So what do you think about, when it comes to TikTok, about like the the culture of cringe? Because I noticed like you did a stitch to um, <laughs> this this woman and she's appeared on my For You, For you page a lot recently and I've actually had to uh, block her account. It's this woman, um, what's she doing? She's a millennial. She's got like some cream cheese or something. And she's, yeah. you know what Is I mean? Like that. <laughs> I can't I can't deal with that like <laughs> no because I feel like if I didn't get if I got bullied a little bit less I'd have been in her that that would have been the content I made <laughs> so do I you can't... think that we should bully people more yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like there is an entire I don't know if you um there's a guy on YouTube called critical uh Charlie Moist Penguins um he does a lot of like he he's very popular on YouTube and he does a lot of like reacting to cringe kind of content and he spoke about like some of the cringe content that's on TikTok so you know like well he didn't mention the lady doing the thing but there was the one about like the the love surge people do you remember that uh, yeah what do you think about that the love surge people because I do think it's grim but it was harmless but then she did a follow up video where she was upset that people had been threatening well death on this woman. Like, at first I thought that they were just pretending. I thought they were, like, being cringe on purpose. And, like, I thought, fair enough. Um, But then she I saw that follow-up video and, like, my heart broke a bit because, like, I know that it's a bit odd. Like, if you're you're uploading that, then obviously you're going to get them comments. Like, she must have known, like, from her other content what comments she was going to get from it. But the fact that she's getting death threats and stuff, that I think it's fucking disgusting. Like... Just from um, having a little cuddle online, it's just, it's mad. Yeah, see, and that's what I mean about, like, TikTok versus YouTube. Because maybe I'm just a bit lucky and I don't really see that anymore. But I don't think, maybe because, like, the terms of conditions or whatever, I don't think... Well, you can't threaten... They have, like, really strict filters on YouTube. Um, Yeah. So you can't, like, threaten death threats or threaten... Because this lady said that she was even being threatened with... um, sexual assault basically and domestic violence and stuff you know which is which is which is mad it's, it's mad that tiktok even lets comments like that go like i've i've tried to comment like i've called someone a melt before just because they annoyed <laughs> and it, it won't go through or a flannel but then i've had some of the most vile comments ever and because they've worded it in a way that it doesn't trigger a certain word they've got away with it and it's like the most vile thing anyone could have ever said yeah, and I think it's definitely something that TikTok needs to look into and monitor a lot more because you just can't be you can't be doing that. Yeah. So your TikTok success, how did it how did it come about? Like, do, do you remember was there a was there a kind of video that set it off? Uh, yeah. Like, I've had a lot of accounts because they keep getting banned. Like back when TikTok thought that they were 
like monetizing stuff. Um, and I think it were, I can't remember exactly what I'd said, but it were, um, I don't know. I made up, I made up like weird stories and stuff. I was really into Noel Fielding, so I like, took a lot from him. Uh, and I think it was like a little skit of me beating up a shark for some reason. But there was a reason I was beating up a shark. I, don't, I, I can't remember why, <laughs> but I, I won. So you like Noel Fielding then? Yeah, I, I fucking love him. I love Noel Fielding. Do you like the Mighty Boosh? Yeah, you lent up against my um, box set of Mighty Boosh now. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so like I'm so jealous of anyone that got to see the Mighty Boosh live because I got the DVDs and it looked like the funniest fucking show. People dressed up as old Greg. I loved that that kind of that era of like. But did you like um Noel Fielding's luxury comedy? What did you think of that? I didn't like it as much as uh Mighty Boosh. But I I couldn't. I don't think I've actually watched it fully. Like not that I dislike it. It's just it didn't have the same vibe for me as Mighty Boosh did. Yeah, because I think like Noel Fielding kind of needed Julian Barrett, Barrett to be the kind of like straight man to his like weird persona. I was so in love with Vince Noir when I was a teenager. Like I cut my hair really short to try and look like Noel Fielding, which <laughs> is a bit tragic looking back now. That's why I've got my, this jumper on, actually. Like it's the only reason I bought it because I saw Noel Fielding in one similar. So I was like, I'm having that. <laughs> do you watch um, Do you watch Bake Off of Nolan? Because I don't, yeah. but... Reason I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what about TV shows? Do you like um about the IT crowd? I I haven't fully watched that. Like um, I like I like the little clips I see, but I haven't fully like sat down and watched it. Uh, I like Peep Show. Yes, Peep Show is so good. I only just got into it though, because when I was younger, like I couldn't I couldn't hack it. I didn't find it funny. It's only recently that I think it's brilliant. What it is. Yeah. I, I did that. I tried to watch it a while back and then like, I just couldn't get into it. And then I watched it again and I was like, as if I couldn't get into it, it's fucking great. <laughs> now, I just get loads of, um, on my TikTok, I get also loads of peep show edits where it's like Mark Corrigan saying something and then it's like just weird flashes and him doing that weird dance and stuff. That's all I get like on my TikTok is either cringe or peep show. <laughs> so how has like, doing TikTok affected your day-to-day life where do you see yourself going with it do you see yourself going with it in five years time like have any opportunities come up from it um yeah I see myself hopefully progressing into it like I said I'm gonna start slowly going into YouTube and hopefully that'll start going somewhere um but I I haven't really had loads like offers I had um someone send me some hoodies over there I'll buzz it I'll buzz in with that (laughs) And I thanked him in video, like in caption, and it, I got I got the fucking name wrong. I thanked the girlfriend instead. So, <laughs> so like, actually, my name's Charlie. I was like, shit. <laughs> so I'm just like, I think I need to figure out how to do things properly, like <laughs> before I start getting any anywhere with it. I'm just a bit all over the place. I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> really? Is it just you trying yeah. to do this stuff? Then do you not have? Do I have any help or any peers that you can? Because I'm always bothering, like, YouTubers who are bigger than me. I'm always, like, meshing them, bothering them, being like, what shall I do? <laughs> no, uh, I'm too shy to, like, message anyone being like, oh, do you want to do this? Like, I'd rather just, <laughs> if they come up to me and they're like, do you want to do this like you did, then I'd be like, yeah. But I'd be sh- I've been shitting it all day just being on phone call to you. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, really? don't worry about that. I'm a massive idiot. 
Like, it's absolutely fine. You don't have to worry about talking to me. I'm the one that should be worried because like, I've got a motor mouth and I just said, do you ever get that? You must get that thing. It's a ubiquitous human experience where like you're in bed and it's 2 a.m. and you're like, why the fuck did I say that earlier? Yeah. But it's like it's like a normal conversation, you know, like, oh, no, why did I say hello to that cashier? How embarrassing. They're going to be thinking of that all day now. Do you know what I mean? All the time. I can't even, like, order a bus ticket on the bus. I have to do it online just, like, so I don't have to talk to them. It costs more online to just, like, just ask them, so. <laughs> that's definitely, like, a... No, I don't want to say that's not a newer generation thing because, like, my generation, we would text when we were outside someone's house. We wouldn't knock. Yeah. We'd just text to be like, I'm here now, you know? Yeah. But you might as well, like, what's the point in knocking when you can just ring them up or something? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have to talk to someone's parents. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite a British thing, you know, to like to be really just embarrassed by existing. Yeah. Like, um I remember I can't remember who I was talking talking to, but they were like British people compared to like America. It was my dad. It, I was talking like about um job interviews and stuff. And I was like, I can't sell me sending these interviews because I'm just like when they say tell me a bit about yourself, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then we got on to talking about like Americans and stuff. I was like, well, Americans seem really like, outgoing all the time, no matter who they are. And then like British people, they just <laughs> what you were just saying about you know job interviews and when they ask like you know tell me a bit about yourself. For me, because I have ADHD, whenever someone like asks me a direct question, my brain blue screens. Like someone could say, oh, what's your favourite band? What music are you into? And I'll be like, I've never heard of music in my life. What are you talking about? I've never listened to a What? When, like, the answer is Mike and Grandmans, obviously. That's my favourite. That is my fa My audience would know that is my favourite band of all time. But if anyone asks me, it's like, huh? <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to sell yourself in, like, interviews. You are. It is hard to like sell yourself in interviews. I had a really bad time doing that as well. Like I can't get a normal job after doing this. Yeah, like that. That's another thing that's like affected it. Like I haven't been able to get like I don't think people in the in interviews know who I am. But like I don't know. Just I feel like it is affecting it a bit because I think if I do go to an interview and they like do a bit of research on me and they find out who I am, I think that just knocks it off for them. Oh, so have you been going to job interviews and stuff? Are you trying to do stuff alongside TikTok? Yeah, um, like for a bit because until my TikTok recently started um, like getting a bit bigger, like um, Apex got in touch with me and like offered to be like my manager and stuff. Um, I've been looking for a job. Like I haven't, I haven't been able to have one yet uh, since leaving college. Um, I've just been like doing little jobs here and there for people. Um mm. But I think, like, I don't think it's completely because of TikTok and stuff. I think it's just me not be knowing how to be in an interview, to be honest. Well, it's hard because you have to sell yourself. You have to condense your entire being down to like a 10 minute chat with someone. Like I used to have a lot of, a lot of difficulty with it, especially like, you know, when I was younger, because I never went to university. I always say when I was younger as though I'm like well old, but we know when I was in my 20s, um, I didn't go to university and I was living in London. And to try to get a job that wasn't in the hospitality industry was next to impossible. Even if you sold yourself really well in interviews, if you don't have a degree, the next person does. But now they want people who have degrees and also job experience. So it just seems like the climate is yeah. becoming nearly fucking impossible. For yeah, the, that's Hmm? Uh, they all they all want like 
work experience but how do you get work experience without having a job yeah so like I really feel for the younger generation because it is impossible I feel like you guys have a better standard of what you want ultimately I saw earlier that um someone who had just graduated it was a news item they were complaining on TikTok they were really upset that they had a nine-to-five job now and they didn't know how to balance work and life because you get back at like from your nine to five at like six or seven, you're tired, you can't see friends, you can't do anything. And that's what it's like. And I think I think it's great that the younger gen want more out of their fucking lives yeah. rather than just putting up with it like me and like the boomers have done, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's it's hard, especially in, especially in England with the cost of living crisis and everything going on. It's a hard time to... So like I see more people more people are going to turn to social media and get more jobs out of social media. And now, you know, like 20 years ago, you didn't have management companies who managed influencers or social media stars. That weren't a thing. And so now like there's a whole new job market that's opened. Um, So I do think like if you went to an interview and they did find your TikToks, so what? Like they shouldn't judge you upon that. They should see that you've got a massive following and be like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. I'd be impressed. I I thought like, so if I go like in this little cafe thing, I'll, I'll just tell them I'll I'll get on TikTok. Everyone come here. They'll get loads. They'll get loads of like. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say what like a job to get into if you want to get better at like you know speaking to members of the public or speaking to people. Hospitality, like working in a pub. Yeah, that sorts you I, right out. Work in a pub. Uh, do you know like bar work? Like even mm. if just own own pub, like that's that's quite like, a big dream. Really? Yeah. That'd be nice. Have you thought what you'd call your pub if you had one? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to get someone else to name it. I'm bad at naming things too. Don't worry. That's why this is called the Elise Easy Show, (laughs) which is entirely derivative of... Shouldn't even say his name, really. It was entirely derivative of the Russell Brand show, but now I do denounce Russell Brand, if anyone wonders. Yeah, I, I I noticed like when I was like setting up what you could see behind me, I had a picture of him with no fielding on the back of my wall. I like shit, but check that down. <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? That like so many of these people in the mainstream, you don't really know who you can trust. You don't really know like, oh, who can I like who's not going to get in trouble in like a year or so's time? What's going to come out about this person? It's like it's a really weird time to like just. Yeah. You have to be really careful about who you publicly support. It's like depressing that Russell Brand or all peoples come out like that because, like, I thought I knew that he had a past. Like, obviously, you're open about his past and stuff. And I thought, like, I, I would have never thought that he'd have done what he's done or what's mm. come out. Um, but I thought he was getting a lot better, you know, with his drug addiction and his sex addiction and stuff. Like, I seen him on YouTube. He's doing like his little ice baths and stuff. Um. And I thought, oh, he's like, I started listening to him like for a bit, and then all this came out, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is bad. Like, I was a massive fan of his for a very long time, like from the ages of like 14 until maybe last year. I don't know. I've spoken about this a little bit. I just done a podcast, but it's not out yet with someone called Andrew Gold, and he's like an ex, he's like a documentary maker, ex BBC journal. We went into detail about this, but like, I'd kind of, I've got friends who work in the comedy circuit and I'd heard some not great things. So I actually did have more time than a lot of other people to kind of be like, okay, reflect upon it and then detach. 
a way of yeah. like putting my bias and my opinions aside, you know, because if people I trust are saying certain things about yeah. this person, you know, I'm going to listen to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Comedy circuit's um, kind of full of it, though. Do you want to get into comedy? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get into comedy. A lot of my comments are like saying, oh, you should do stand-up. But I think I think me as a person, I'd hate it. But the idea of it, I love it. Um, I think like comedy acting, I'd be all right at, but I can't act, so maybe not. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Because like, yeah, I love comedy. I love stand-up. I've done a bit of stand-up and stuff. And like, yeah. it, it goes much better than you think it will you just have to be a bit confident but then like what I find hard I did one gig once and it went really 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 well and so I was like hyped it was like a high and then a few days later I started basically gaslighting myself and I was like oh it weren't that good no don't don't bother don't continue and I didn't I just like started doing YouTube and stuff but comedy acting I know exactly what you mean because I don't think I don't think you need to be good at acting to be able to do comedy acting because I think loads of comedians go into it yeah, that's that's what I thought. Like a lot of the films and stuff I watch, like the acting's crap, but because it's funny, you you sit and watch them, don't you? Exactly. Like um, because I think the dream would be to be on a comedy TV show. I guess like, well, for me, like IT Crowd or like The American Office or you know like something like that. Um, because I don't think like Ricky Gervais did he learn to act? I don't know. I don't think he did. But then he went into the UK Office. Do you like the UK office? Uh, I can't get through it as well as I did the American one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of like American, when they do like a reboot of a UK show, it's like really crap. But you like US office is a million times better, in my opinion. Oh, my God. We're in, we're in complete agreement about that. Because like, <laughs> there's a, have you heard of him? There's a podcaster and YouTuber called Jackmate. He does Jackmate's Happy Hour. Yeah, like such a it's such a bone of contention for me that he loves the UK office, but he's never seen the US office. Like I've texted him, being like, "Fucking watch the US, like watch it properly, watch it after like season one, where they were still trying to copy the format of the UK office because it's it's so much better." Yeah, uh, would you have you watched Shameless? No, I've only ever seen clips of it on TV, but I do want. I did try to watch the UK Shameless, but it was like really old. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes if you're watching something and it's old, like it just ruins quality here. It just ruins it, doesn't it? Well, it's just a bit like. So, do you do you like Shameless? Then I take it. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you prefer US one or UK one, um, but you never seen it, so. It just seemed a bit like, you know, when there's that kind of UK brand of like, depressing. You know, like things are just things are just shit. I guess Peep Show's like that though, because like Peep Show is because people say about the UK office, oh, but it's more realistic. And it's like, no, Peep Show's realistic. These guys like they start they end up where they started. They've not improved their lives in any way. Like it's kind of without the comedy, it's depressing. It's two guys like just fucking their lives up. But with the comedy, it's really funny. I kind of feel like Shameless UK, I watched the first episode and I was a bit like, Yeah, this is like depressing Britain, you know what I mean? I do want to give it a proper go, though. Well, I thought, like, I watched the UK one and then I, like, didn't want to watch the US one because I thought it was going to be shit. Mm. Um, start off with it is, like, because you can tell they're really trying to copy it UK, like, word for word. And then eventually they start going in their own storyline, so that's where it made it better. Have you seen the US in between us? Yeah, that is tragic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Oh, my God, no, it's so embarrassing. It's so bad. They, 
make um, Jay like a nonce in it, like over the top nonce. Did it? Did they? Yeah, I, I watched. I watched um, Mimulus react to it, and that's where <laughs> I like. I watched it, and they made him like out to be a proper nonce. But then um, I watched the UK one, and I can't tell if like he was a nonce in that or not. No, Jay in the UK one, he's just he's just a loser. He's just that person that's like, oh yeah, I've shagged ten girls, and of course it's not true. Like we all knew yeah. someone a bit like that in secondary school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I never liked the in-betweeners when it was on when I was a teenager. I hated it because it was too awkward. Again, it's only recently. It's like it's like things that were too awkward. I couldn't watch when I was younger. I don't know why, but now I'm like more at ease with like feeling cringed out. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I loved in between us growing up. I related to it loads. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I couldn't relate to it. I was too much of a mighty boosh girl, you know. Yeah. I was too much of like a. I was basically just like a little stoner kid. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just watching yeah. fucking mighty boosh get stoned, like. Oh, you were cool then, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Kind of gross. It cool to me. Thank you. That's very kind. You know, it's weird actually. Like when I bump into college friends and they'll say, like, oh, we always thought that you were like kind of aloof, but in a cool way. And I was like, no, I was just awkward. <laughs> I just like, I just was always doing my own thing and I was always hide. I didn't want to talk to anyone. That's like, that's not cool, you know? Mysterious. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to go for now, more enigmatic. Actually, that's something to ask because, like, I find that with my. Like with my YouTube and my podcast and stuff, this is me, this is who I am. But there's a barrier. Like I don't share private details because I keep my private life really, really private. Like you won't see making a, oh, what my boyfriend, like like that kind of like relationship video. You won't see me doing that kind of stuff. Um, do you keep your private life quite private or no? Yeah, I tend to. Like I might <laughs> overshare a bit like if I'm on live, but not like over top oversharing. Um but a lot of my videos, it's not really about me. It's just stitching other people. So, yeah. Yeah, I, keep, I think we're quite similar in that regard, actually, because all my content is just about other people doing shit things or, like, shit books or Colleen Hoover's done this or whatever. Because um, I find, like, the people, and it's mainly influencers who do overshare, who, like, show what they've bought in their living room and they do relationship videos and oh look they're pregnant so then like they do pregnancy videos i really feel like they have maybe a bit of a harder time with dealing with like hate comments because maybe like when you overshare you're giving people ammunition for it to get personal but if you don't what can people say like the most someone could say about me is i'm ugly or they don't like my accent who cares you know what i mean yeah pretty much what they say about me to be fair (laughs) (laughs) i like your accent i think it's well nice Thank you. A lot of people think I'm faking it, so. <laughs> no, no, wait. Where about, like, you don't have to tell me exactly, but whereabouts, like, up north is it? Uh, uh, Rotherham, like, Sheffield area. Oh, so my mum, my mum's from Lancashire, so she gets yeah. a bit, like, t- go to t- shops, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I went up north not too long ago, like, for a cousin's engagement party, and everyone is so much nicer. Yeah. Like, people just say hello to you it's very weird it's disconcerting yeah i am i haven't been up south like ever so i don't don't think i'd survive to be honest oh my god you definitely got to go to london then because it's just such a london's such a shit place it's such like it's the capital of england it's so shit like go to london you'll see just like everyone is so rude and it's weird right 
because I lived there for a few years and it makes you like a meaner, ruder person when you're there. Like if you, I saw an article in the Metro once where someone had like got the self-awareness to realise they'd become like a nastier person for living in London. And they had this realisation when they were on the tube and it was very busy. And a lady was trying to put her pram on the tube with her baby and the person was getting annoyed, like tutting and being like, oh, hurry up. And then she realised afterwards, like, hang on, I was doing that to a lady with her baby. Like this place has turned me into an arsehole. It's funny that like the north-south divide in that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's because in north, like, South's like a big city and stuff, isn't it? North, you don't have to really bump into anyone, so they're not there to annoy you. Oh, that sounds perfect then. Oh, I'd like to go up north more often then. Can't stand people. Yeah, they're annoying, aren't they? They are. They're right annoying. That's what you'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you've not been getting many opportunities recently. Is that right? Like, from TikTok? Yeah, but it's still, like, early days, really. Mm. Um, I think a lot of them I might have, like, just ignored because I thought it's a scam. So, <laughs> <it's fun. laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not massively bothered. I think I'll just still come to me if they want to come to me. Mm. Um, you, definitely, you definitely should jump onto that because I think, like, I think TikTok's one of the best places to blow up quickly. Um, yeah. Because I've noticed you can put like I've had it happen to me. You put up some random videos, and then like they get a hundred thousand views, whatever, and it's like, oh, that's really good. It was just like a random video, and obviously my following TikTok's quite small. Um, but I've seen like I've seen personally like these what I eat in a day accounts. I'm so obsessed with them. Um, there's this group of people like this friend group from Wales, and they do what I eat in a day content. And one of them's got like half a million followers, and they're now going on brand trips like abroad to Tenerife and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, huh? No one's ever invited me on anything ever. I do look at people, do you know, when they get like offers like that and I'm like, why aren't I getting offers like that? But then I look and I think it's because I'm not reaching out. But then I think I'd rather not. Social media is a weird game like that. Do you find like, do you, do you find that TikTok is a bit cliquey? Because I find that YouTube is very cliquey. Like there's cliques on YouTube and it's a bit, you know. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know what cliquey means. I'm not going to lie you know when like okay so you know at school like secondary school where there are cliques like you'll get the groups that only hang out with like certain people so i guess for a stereotypical example in america you get the cheerleaders and then the jocks and then maybe the goths and the nerds like cliques yeah do you find Uh, like tiktok has them yeah in a way yeah um like people staying like in their own groups kind of thing yeah and also just like I'm trying to think right now. How much do I say? How much is going to get me in trouble? Like, what's going to reflect back to me? Um, YouTube can be... Like, I don't really talk to anyone. Like, there's very few people that I talk to and fewer people that I trust because YouTube can be a very uh, backstabbing place. Yeah. I'll just say that. Like, there's a lot of drama. People love drama. People love doing videos with each other. There is a lot of, like, two-facedness and backstabbing and stuff like that that goes on. Um have you seen anything like that with TikTok or nah? No, not really. I, I, try, I try to keep me sent to me sense. All, all drama and stuff, it's just I'm not in loop of it. It's better to like view the drama from afar rather than be in the yeah. centre of it, isn't it? Yeah, just like judge them from like a distance. <laughs> that was my entire channel for like 2021. Just like judge it. Oh, Shane Dawson's done something. Quick, make a video. 
So going back to the comedy again briefly, sorry, I'm all over the place today. Like I'm really displaced from my move. It's really like just fucking everything up. Um, go back to the comedy quickly. You said you'd like to try stand-up. Yeah, but I think I'd like, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do for it. I think it'd just be a bit of a mess. But I'd, I'd like to try it and I'd like to think that I'd be able to try it. <laughs> but I think I think so, because like, you are funny. From what I've seen, I think you're very naturally funny. Like it does, it does come natural to you. Have you considered maybe like, um, in your area or like in a city near you, is there any comedy classes? You know, you can do like these courses of like ten weeks, then you learn how to put together a set for a five minute night. Yeah, I, d- I didn't even know that were a thing. So I'll probably have, I'll have a look at that in a bit. I would definitely do. I've done stand-up comedy classes before. Um, and you meet like you meet like-minded people. Some people are just there to like build their confidence, but some people really want to get into it. And then you can like forge bonds with people that last year's. Like um I know this actor and I made I made a mockumentary about Paul Breach. I don't know if you've seen it, like not many people have. Um and he like this actor who plays this bin man, he also does stand up and he's been on TV and stuff. But I met him at stand-up comedy class, like four or so years ago and yeah. we stayed friends we stayed friends from there and we've become like kind of business friends as well because it's like oh i have a comedy idea i want to build upon there's a person i can go to who will be up for doing it you know yeah that that would help me a lot actually because like i've got a lot of I- ideas but i don't mean i can't talk i don't think my friends would be um really into doing it like i've, I've offered it to them and like i've got like one friend who's a bit iffy but he said he might but um, I think, yeah, if I go to like one of them comedy course things, like like you said, there's like-minded people there. So um, I might be, we might be able to like mix ideas together and actually start doing stuff. 100% do it. And you can probably like, um, there's lots of companies who do stuff online. Like online classes are a lot more popular post-pandemic. So yeah, yeah you, should def- you should definitely do it. It's really helpful. And it's just nice to be around people who want, who have like similar maybe not mindsets or comedy styles, but want to be on a similar path to yourself yeah. and like definitely helps develop it. hundred percent do it. Cause like you could, I, I go to a lot of like, when I'm about London, I go to a lot of comedy nights in London and like the one, the number one thing that stops people is confidence, you know? Cause like realistically people can go on a stage and say anything and they'll get a laugh. Cause like people just, people will laugh at anything. If you went on stage and just said tits, people would laugh it's like the bar is pretty low i've only ever um i've only ever seen people bomb twice and i feel like not to be rude or mean but i feel like you have to kind of really (laughs) try hard to bomb like it, it bombing happens to any comedian and it's inevitable but i was at this comedy night and this guy came on stage and he was talking about religion and christianity and just how stupid religion and christianity is it was very like george carlin except not funny it was just this man on stage ranting for 10 minutes he was getting progressively redder in the face and no one was laughing and it's because like there were no jokes it was literally just him being like this is how stupid christians are and it was kind of like like i'm with you but where's the where's the punchline mate you know like they weren't even like a bit of character to just make it a bit No. no he clearly he had some feelings about religion that he wanted to get out there and he thought that a comedy night was the best place for it well, maybe maybe it feels a bit better getting it out. <laughs> I don't know. Like 
he did not look happy by the end of it because oh, it was it was kind of mortifying. But that's like the only time I've really seen someone like proper bomb. You know what I mean? So you should just do it. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely look into that. I didn't like I said I didn't even know a thing. I love like telling anyone but myself to do stand up. I'm always like, yeah, everyone should do stand up. It's the one thing like, no, I'm not getting on a stage. I don't want to talk to people. People, I hate people. I don't want to go to a room and make them laugh. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about your gender fluidity? Yeah, can do. So, what does it mean to you? I guess I don't know. It was just I. I grew up thinking that I was just a trans guy, uh, and I was strictly just masculine. All like as soon as I came out, it were just masculine clothes. I wouldn't touch anything feminine. Um, and then, like a couple years back, like when I started liking no fielding, really, like, and I saw all these like fancy outfits and stuff and I thought oh that, like that's quite cool so I started like mm. dressing a bit like that um and then I started falling more into makeup and I thought actually did I just like think I was just this like masculine person because I wanted to prove to people that like I weren't lying about being trans mm. uh, but then TikTok I think like I saw all these people I think that helped me come out a lot a lot better like and being myself because I saw everyone else being themselves so I thought oh I'll have a go when I look at you and your content I just see someone that's like when I look at your Instagram I see someone that's just like very comfortable in expressing who they are and it doesn't it doesn't have to fit a norm or a box and yeah. I'm seeing more and more people do that and I think like it, it's it's funny that you mentioned Noel Fielding because I remember looking at Noel Fielding being like oh he's he's so like flamboyant in this really cool way and i want to dress and look a little bit like that too and it doesn't really it don't really have a gender yeah interesting so so as a child growing up what did that gender fluidity look like for you um i was quite a girly girl actually like mm. uh, in like dresses and i liked wearing heels because i like the like clocky noise um <laughs> and then uh, it got to my teen years and obviously like puberty hit and that and through being a kid I was like I were always the male in every game. Um and even like to a point where our friends were like loads of lads and they thought I were a lad to begin with and I just I didn't correct them, I just left them to it. Um and I think it was year seven when I started like I didn't know what it was, but I'd like made a joke saying, Oh, my stepdad accidentally called me Danny and then like 'cause I knew that that'd get my friends to be like making a joke out of it and calling me Danny. And that got mm. them calling me Danny rather than what I was. Mm. Um, and then I, like it kind of clicked and I thought, I need to do a bit of research. Then I saw Noah Fins, Um and I watched a lot of his videos and like it, it um, and Miles McKenna. Um, and I just kind of figured it out on my own a bit. <laughs> I've not heard Miles' name in ages. I used to watch all of his content. Um like even when he was first started on YouTube. So I remember I saw that transition as it happened and I was like, okay, fair enough. I think like social media has been really good for that access to just viewing and just being aware that like, it sounds silly, but various types of people exist, yeah. you know, because yeah, before social media, I suppose, obviously there is a lot of pushback on social media. It's not like it's this nice place where everyone can just be themselves. There is a lot of pushback, especially from uh, certain groups of people we won't go into. But 
altogether, I think it has been kind of a net benefit and a net positive to see people just like, because like there are things that come into the public conversation now that we didn't have 15 years ago, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I've never said this on my channel before, but when I was younger, I was, um, well, the term we used back then was a tomboy. I was yeah. a big, I was a big time tomboy. Um, and like, in a way I kind of did want to be a boy, but it wasn't out of some sort of gender based. It, it wasn't like a sex based envy. It was a, I didn't like how women were portrayed to be kind of like stereotypically weak and wimpy and stuff. Yeah. And like, for me, it was more of a rejection of that norm and ideal of like being super feminine and just just weak and wimpy and i wanted to be more like a boy and then when i got to my teenage years i started wearing makeup and i got more relaxed about being you know and now i'm quite relaxed in my own gender but it's funny isn't it the yeah i'll i'll probably say like um i just wanted to reject everything that were classed as like weak and feminine as soon as i figured things out and i like I don't know if that was just me thinking, right, I'm a lad and I just I don't want anything feminine. Um or if that would just I don't know, I've lost my words now. <laughs> well, I grew up with um I grew up around boys too, like boys and boys still primarily are like most most of my close mates. I've only got a few good friends who are girls. Um, so that was like my experience growing up as well. And when you are hanging out with boys and like doing things with them, like playing rugby and typically, stereotypically more uh, masculine-based things. As a girl, I would get people being like, "Oh, but that's not for you because you're a girl." So for me, it was it was more of like weirdly, even though I would have known this at the time. Weirdly, it's a feminist standpoint for me because it's like, no, I am equal to boys. Let me play rugby with them. Yeah, like them saying, "No, you're not allowed to do it." Just made you wanted to do it more, didn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's just funny to look back, and also I think like for me my dad was a big influence in that too um because i've just got a sister we never had like any brothers or whatever and i'm not saying he did this on purpose but my dad would take me to do i guess more like traditionally masculine related activities whatever um yeah. like i used to go i used to go well i guess there's no gender involved in this but like i used to go hang gliding and i noticed it was mainly male males who would like hang glide stuff i used to hang glide when i was five years old which is crazy i would not do that now that's like what you're attached to a kite and you're in the air that's <laughs> horrible that's horrifying <laughs> or it's fun well if you remember it yes actually because like i don't know about you but when i was younger you well i felt that well i felt that my parents knew everything like i thought that my mum knew everything like the meaning of life or whatever and i always felt very safe around my father so there was never any like idea of danger whereas now i look at it, i'm like oh my god we're thousands of like feet up in the air just like floating around in the wind um but it was good fun though i never minded it but funnily enough i hate flying i've got a fear like a phobia of getting in planes weird yeah okay everyone that's all we have time for for today dylan thank you so much for coming onto my show people can find you on TikTok and Instagram. What's your TikTok user? Is it Dafty or is it Dylan Marcus? Um, it's Evil Bender now. We are not. It's so random. <laughs> yeah, if you just search Dafty like on TikTok, then it should come up as just my name. 
Okay, fantastic. And everyone else, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Give me five star on Spotify and I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. The Elise Easy Show. 